I feel like you're going above and beyond here. Well, I think it's so awesome that you're doing this, so. Okay. Esther, thank you for being willing to chat with me today. Yeah. You're, you're calling all the way from Puerto Rico. What are you doing in Puerto Rico? Saints. Wow, that's a pretty amazing thing. How long are you going to be there? Um, we, the girls have a mission for 18 months, so we'll stay here for the whole time. But we leave all our obligations and, and our families and our friends at home, and we go to wherever we're assigned to be. Our job is to help strengthen the people here, either the people that are already members or to go find people that aren't and and to teach them about the gospel and, and to spread the the message of, of Jesus Christ. We it's basically we just focus on on other people for eighteen months. We wake up at six thirty and we work until nine o'clock at night and we go to bed at ten thirty and do it every single day. It's cool, you meet a lot of cool people and it's definitely a very rewarding work awesome we had a discussion previously and I invited you on the podcast you mentioned that in your life a struggle with depression yes I would like to know a little bit about that can you tell me maybe how old you were what triggered you to have depression when you figured out that you were depressed things Things along those lines? Um, yeah, so I don't know if there's, like, a specific time when I can say, like, oh, like, this is when I first, like, had it, like, from this point forward. But definitely, like, I think I noticed it mostly in in high school. Probably around, like, my sophomore year. It just, it was just something that, you know, I struggled with and I, like, I, like, talked to friends about it and then my my family moved my senior year and it got worse so so you figured out in high school mm-hmm. that you were depressed what are some things in your life that you were like oh this is depression i'm dealing with depression i'm not just having a hard day yeah i don't know i think for me i had i had a boy that i really liked and then like things ended badly with that and I think I just felt, like, really, really bad about myself, that I, like, I, like, got, like, not just, like, the normal, like, well, I don't know what's normal, what's not, but, like, like, just, I just had, like, zero self-confidence, and I actually started to self-harm, and, and it wasn't all because of that, but it was just, like, a spiral effect, and it just kept spiraling down, and then after I moved, it was bad to the point where, like, I didn't want to... I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to move. I, like, I didn't want to go to school. I didn't want to go to church. I didn't want to make friends. And I just kind of felt, like, numb. Like, I didn't really feel, like, sad. But I, like, I just, like, didn't feel, like, anything. <laughs> and and it was hard. Like, it definitely was, like, a hard time in my life. And I never really, like, realized because because I had never struggled with health or anything I was always like a healthy healthy person growing up um I just kind of always thought 
that oh yeah this is just like a normal like teenage hormones or whatever and then um actually when I went to BYU Idaho my first semester I took counseling and they were very very good with me and that's when I kind of like more like accepted the reality of like yes like this is something that I struggle with but like but that's okay you know I had some other friends that were struggling in the same way and so I think just all of it combined just made me I didn't really figure out how to cope with things and then when things got really bad with with moving that I could definitely say that that was my biggest traumatic experience in high school I was already in a low point in my life and I already didn't know how to cope with things and so then everything just like got worse would you say you still struggle with depression today do you think I do think it's it's better than it was I, I don't know if I'll have a time in my life again where it'll be that that severe but I've learned I've learned a lot about myself and I've learned a lot about about coping and, and things like that to the point where where I think it'll always be something that like I struggle with but I don't think I will ever have to be to the point where I was at in high school how do you cope so exercise was really good for me for sure and and I had some good professors one especially she had this this paper this list of ideas and then with like the counselor that I was meeting with I like I like learned that like it's okay to feel sad and it's okay to like feel like the feelings I was feeling and and, like take time to like acknowledge them and and realize that yes like I'm feeling this way right now but like I don't have to feel like this forever and so I would take, I would work on that. I would take time to acknowledge what I was feeling and, and maybe journal about it or like talk to like someone that I trusted. And then, and then I would usually be okay. And I could see like that hope, I guess. And then with the exercise and then also like taking time to like, like treat yourself. <laughs> like maybe, maybe this week you need to paint your nails and, and just kind of feel good or maybe make make something crafty or, or do something that feels like fulfilling and rewarding. And, and even if it's something little, usually the little things do make a difference. And, and for me, I'm not really someone that like opens up a whole lot, but I realize the value in, in having that person that you trusted, someone close by too, not just someone that was just in your life in general, but like someone close by the trust and, and to really learn how to communicate and share and so, have you experienced any depression on your mission? If you had asked me that three weeks ago, I'd say no, <laughs> just because I literally have loved every single minute. Um, but actually, last week we had a car accident. It was it was definitely a little crazy, and we were okay physically, but it was kind of like an emotional week for me, for sure, for both of us. But I've had to be aware of of my triggers and and of my feelings and just kind of just take take one day at a time you know just as I learned to focus on other people and and to turn everything over to God I think I think that's where I was lacking in high school too was my relationship with him but to just like just to look for those good little things and and I keep a gratitude journal and and, you know and if I can catch myself earlier on then I can like work through it a little easier and and I like I can I know that it does get better, you know. To so just kind of have that the over the bigger perspective, I guess, than the right now. And and staying busy for sure is is good. Having things that 
that you go back into your routine and things that you have to like get up and you have to do and even if you don't like do them as well as you like would have normally just to have that kind of that thing that you do and you keep going and you keep taking just one day at a time and it's like I don't know if I can if I can get up and I can plan for a day and if I can you know walk and and share the gospel and, and have all these visits today but if I would think about the whole week I would get overwhelmed so I would just be like okay like I know how to plan and I can do that right now and I know how to read my scriptures and I can do that right now and I would just kind of take it little by little and and as the day went on I could definitely see little blessings to be grateful for and and it always ended up okay and I I've learned that like yes like like things are hard but you can always like you can always get through them and you know and as you push yourself to to just do a little bit better even if it's not necessarily where where you would like to be completely but just like a little bit better just to get through enough you do come to know and to grow and to be like yes I can do hard things and and yes like God has me and and I know I'm not alone. I don't know. It's just, it's been a good, a good learning experience for sure. And definitely like something that's good to be aware of. So tell me how you know you're starting to go low. I, I have a lot of like, like comparative type thoughts when I think that, especially like if like there's people I, I care about and they're like, oh, like they love this person more than they love me or, or they care about more about this person than they do me. If I'm like, oh, like, I don't know if I can do this, I can't handle it. Or if I just feel, if I'm feeling like really inadequate or like if I, if I can feel myself kind of like, like shutting down, I guess, like closing, closing people off, then I know that I need to be aware. And then I know that like, okay, like, like, no, that's not quite a rational thought. Like, you know, better than that. And like, or like, okay, like this is how I'm feeling. And I kind of like think through it and like, this is how I feel right now. And then after a little bit, I'm like, okay, like, that's okay. And, like, I don't have to feel that way anymore. And I just kind of have to, like, mentally just kind of work through everything. When you have negative self-talk in your brain, that's a good indication to you that you're starting to go low. Yeah, when it's, yeah, more than just, like, the, oh, dang it, like, um, when I when I know that the negative self-talk is getting like destructive then I'm like like okay like you have to check yourself before it gets worse and when I feel like oh, I can't even handle it like when I feel like I just want to shut down and curl up and like not do anything and I like, realize that like okay like you have to like work through this you know like this is when you have to like not let these feelings take over from from everything you've learned and everything you've grown and, and it doesn't have to be like this forever type of thing what okay. what is some of the background noise in your apartment right now? <laughs> well, we are in the house of the senior couple, and so he was on the phone for a sec, and then I have my companion just right there emailing. And but other than that, the background noise is to a minimum. Kind of doubt my editing abilities to get that background noise out, but I will try my hardest. Okay. Well, so, if you want me to repeat anything? No, no. We'll just um, identify it. Since you've just been through another traumatic event, this car accident, and you've been feeling kind of lower this week, what is, can you explain maybe in a little more detail what it feels like to be depressed? Um, yeah, let me. In, in, in your body, in the body of Esther, what does that feel like? Like physically, 
I I don't know I definitely like I remember feeling like just like so numb and like just like dark and I would I remember like having having times where it seemed like you know my chest would just like physically hurt because everything was just so like just felt so awful and mentally like I look back on on some of my my thoughts and my actions and and I definitely wasn't like thinking clearly and everything was so was so hard and everything I'm trying to like put it into words no that's good did you did you self-harm to feel something is that why you did that yeah, and I also think I, like, it was, like, personal justice or something. Like, I needed to, like, I felt like I deserved it. Um, and then I would feel bad about it. And so then I would get worse because, you know, I would, like, feel bad about it and have more destructive thoughts. And then and then I would do it again because it would just, it would just cycle. It was bad. I think, I think maybe an, even addictive. To a, to a certain extent. So, did you stop self-harming when the depression got better? Or you had to make a conscious choice to stop doing that? I had to make a, a conscious choice, for sure. And it happened, it was like, it was several times, too. It's not like, it was a one-and-done thing. Which is why I think it was, it was, you know, like almost almost addictive because I I had to stop and tell myself I was gonna stop and and I even told like a couple friends that like okay like this is like I'm done and then I would usually have something that would happen and and everything would just fall apart and I would break and start doing it and then I would have to just keep working and I don't even remember like a specific like switching point I just remember it was a process and to keep working at it, working at it until the point where I stopped doing it. If that makes sense. Yeah, and it was definitely it was definitely a process on frequency and then like having to work on like I don't know. It was just like a lot of like self control and self mastery that that was definitely a process of learning. And did you learn those skills intuitively on your own, or was this through the counseling program? I got like like tips. So, so at the time that I had, that I had that program, I wasn't, I wasn't doing it at the time. I was in that mindset that I needed to be aware of things that would happen in the future, um, because it definitely would get worse in the wintertime, um, to the point where I could be aware of myself and like work on it beforehand. And I knew that I would have to prep before the actual moment came to. And so... I think it was I think it was a combination of both that and then also just intuitively and just you know working on it little by little and and it definitely was a frustrating <laughs> but it was it took a lot of patience too and but like you do you do learn if it really is like a desire then like you can you can learn it okay so outside information is valuable in a situation yes. like that outside information is definitely valuable and it's definitely valuable to have to be surrounded by by a good environment. I think BYU-Idaho was really good for me because I was surrounded by 
you know, the spirit and good people. And, and I had that, I was building my relationship with God and I had good uplifting friends. And it's definitely like to get yourself away from, from negativity environments and, and people that bring you down and even, even like social media groups or things that you think will be okay because like, Oh, they know what I'm going through. But, but being in environments where are so they're so like negative and dark don't actually help. It's, it's definitely the, the positivity and, and the good environments um, for as far as outside, outside sources that are actual blessings and actual helps. Well, thank you for going into a little more detail on that. I think that's important for listeners that may be struggling with something like that. And there's definitely, there always is like that hope and possibility. Um, sometimes it feels like you, you're going to be like that forever or you're going to be stuck like this forever, but they're definitely like, there is improvement and there is that hope and you just have to like, you just have to be patient with yourself and you just have to, as long as you have that desire to like work on it then, or like to even just get a little bit better, like it does come. Thank you. I know one thing that's been helpful for me. Mm-hmm. when I am low is having those people that I can vent to and having several <laughs> because I feel like because you don't want to like overwhelm yeah. one person yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have like a couple, you have like a group I feel like you can like burn <laughs> out your best friend if you're always talking to her about your you low do times. it's true you really do and it kind of like like relationships are hard and you like burn them out so yeah. like I, yeah it's definitely always it's good to have like good people and like close people but it's good to have a couple being on the other end too is a little bit exhausting yeah I agree a few different people are good okay I love you perfect Thanks. I love you too okay Perfect. No, it's great. I'll do my best. Okay. Love you. Bye. Okay, love you.